Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. More fights, more postponements, more trophies and more cups. This is episode 24 of the Premier Non-League Podcast. The Premier Non-League Podcast. I promise I've not digested the non-league paper and regurgitated into a podcast as Trevor was alluding to as we were discussing this uh, before we came on air. But we're all back tonight. I'm in a different country and time zone, so I'm jet lagged to F right now. Trevor, are you all right, mate? How are we doing? Hello. Hello. That, well, that's a very nice welcome, Hello. isn't it? One word. Hello. <laughs> Chris, uh, the northerner. We all right? How are we doing, mate? Good, thanks. Really good, thank you. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, Pete, uh, you finished prancing around in cocktail bars with Worthing players after a win on Saturday? I'm very well, thank you, James. Good, good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, friend. Uh, uh, Gareth, um, <laughs> Gareth has uh, got his Wi-Fi connection sorted, it looks like, tonight. Is it going to yeah, stay strong yeah. throughout? Fingers crossed. No yeah, fingers crossed, guys. Tonight, so. No hotels. I, I've, we've got to swap positions, what? haven't we? I'm in, I'm in the hotel. You're in the home right now. I mean, he's got his internet uh, sorted, which is good, because I know you've had a few problems over the past few weeks. Yeah. It's always been touch and go. You can't Hopefully rely on the Travelodge, can you? Hopefully your Wi-Fi is better than the Travelodge I was in a couple of well, weeks. Well, mate, when I'm, when I'm in uh, hotels around the world, uh, I've got my butler behind me and serving me uh, caviar and prawns sandwiches in the, in the background. He's off, uh, hello, Gerald. No, you know, you can't see him there. But uh, <laughs> hopefully the internet's a bit better over here. But anyway, digressing. Um, FA Trophy just happened this round. Obviously, Pete and I, very, very happy uh, as we beat Hazen Yedding. Worthing beat Hazen Yedding 3-0 in the end. And it was a very convincing win, Pete. Yeah, very comfortable considering the start to the season Hazen Yedding have had. I was expecting a bit more of a test from them because uh, they've only lost two games mm. against Barnet in the Middlesex Senior Cup and obviously well, certain, mm. certain United in the um, in the FA Cup. So, and they've you know, virtually got a few games in hand in their league and going very well. So, yeah, well, that's a report. The, the report said, didn't it, like they're out of three cups in the matter of a week. Uh, they're out in the Middlesex Cup from Barnet, they're out the FA Cup from Sutton. Uh, with Sutton luckily to win, from what I understand, and uh, obviously out of the FA Trophy, which, you know, like us, they're saying um, they want to focus on the league. But as we've all said, we're quite like a cup run because who's to say we can't do a league and cup double, Pete? Well, Hornchurch won the FA Trophy last year, so there's nothing stopping the team in our, our league winning it again. No. Exactly, but um, it's quite a good time to be a, a rebel right now, a Worthing fan, because we just seem to have that unstoppable mentality right now. And, you know, we had the early hiccup of the season, which hopefully might be in our bit of a hiccup of run throughout. We don't have another one. But the way the team are playing, the, the sort of bonding, everything, it just seems like it's going to be very hard to break that side down. It's just confidence. The team is just losing confidence, even with the injury list that we've got. Everyone who's coming in, but we did say at the start of the season that we've got a big squad. And there's a lot of quality in the squad, so yeah. And I think it's it's whoever we replaces is, is coming in and doing the job and getting the results, which is what it's about. Yeah, and I thought um, the uh, the result and the the fixture 
review was actually quite confident from uh, Hayes and Yedding when they turned around and said uh, they played National League side, National South side, um, and we've been the best team they faced all season, which is a compliment and a half to Adam and the boys. Absolutely. It's quite good. So going on to the uh, trophy in the next round, we've got Dorking Wanderers, a local derby, well, localish derby, A24 derby, really. Looking forward to that one. Well, I am definitely definitely looking forward to that one. Obviously, a team in the uh, National South, so an, another team we can pest, pit, pit our wits against. Um, they haven't had the best start of the season. They picked up and then they, I think they lost the weekend, didn't they? And uh, Yeah, that's their first defeat in quite a while, though, Pete. They've yeah. really come into the title race in the, in the South all of a sudden. And they've got a few injuries as well, though, aren't they? Yeah. They've, yeah. They've got quite a lot of players injured at the moment. So yeah. I wouldn't say we're without a chance in that one. Do you reckon another 2,000 plus crowd? I think def- definitely. Definitely, I think. Yeah, you get the casuals there as well because the cups, or the people like yeah. the cup. And especially if the weather's not bad, I think you often find that the weather, if it's not raining before the game, you get more of a crowd out because, you know, there's not very many sheltered places at Woodside Road. So hopefully we'll have a decent turnout, some more money and coffers into the club. Um, but just another sort of, you know, another shout out to Adam and the lads for getting to that trophy. And we've got a good opportunity to get into round three. Other matches in the uh, FA Trophy. Any other standout? Results, guys. Uh, Chris, any up north that you were surprised to see? I know South um, Shields weren't playing at all this weekend, but did you spot any results that you were surprised at? Um, no surprises. One of the funny things was the floodlights field at Marine. And, <laughs> yeah. um, former South Shields midfielder Phil Turnbull, now um, at Dunstan, um, helped to fix them. Um, now, Marine are on a bit of a run now. They, they, they knocked Dunstan out on penalties, so that's two penalty shootout wins in a row. Keep an eye out for Marine. They'll, t- they'll be a tough nut to crack. Um, but uh, the, the, the one that really stands out, obviously the draw was made earlier, um, a cracking tie in the next round. Um, mask has been drawn um, with Matlock. That'll be a humdinger of a game. Mm. Um we mask in the in, in the league below. Um, scoring goals are fun, you know. Um, Adam Boys, who I've mentioned, I think on the last two podcasts, I think he's now at thirty-one goals for the season um, after scoring a hatful again on uh, on Saturday. So two teams who play very direct football. So it should be a, a real humdinger of a tie in the next round. Tough ties though, and 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 the draw. Um, I don't know whether. The FA have kind of, um, dare I say, not drawn things fairly, but uh, there's some huge ties in the next round. There's going to be some so, major casualties. So you alluded to that, like do, when you say, do, do, I mean, obviously the draw, is the draw made live or not? Or is it just published? No. I don't think it, it's just published, isn't it? Because mm. it just live, appears it at one on o'clock. Maybe talk, <sighs> um, talk Sport 2. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think I don't think it has been this season, to be honest. Um, just in the past, it's just maybe it's just me being a bit cynical because in the past there've been occasions where I mean, because particularly in the FA Vars, the Northern League dominate the FA Vars for donkey's years, and um, all of a sudden the FA started putting Northern League teams together in mm. in, in 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 earlier rounds to try and get rid of some, I think. Um, and looking at the draw for the draw, some huge, huge tasks for some. There's going to be some casualties in the next round. Make no mistake. But the one that stands out is 
um, Matlock and Mask. That'll be a, a real tussle. Mask seem to be some uh, cup specialist, don't they, at the moment? No yeah. trophy and cup specialist. Mm. Mask, uh, who are doing so well in the league below. They're a phenomenal team. Very so you'll dialed. see them in a Northern Premier next season, you reckon? I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they're very direct, very strong, very powerful, and score lots and lots of goals. They play to their strengths, but that's how uh, Matlock play as well. So mm. that'll be a good, that'll be a great game, really great yeah. game. So some ones to watch out on up there. And as we said, it, we're very disappointed you guys couldn't get into like this round, and you know they set up that chance. I think it is. Is it the next round when it goes to national that they start um, getting rid of regionalisation? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that would have been, I mean, I think the worst one we could have got down south is who Bogner had. And unfortunately, what I mean, it was a real shame that Bogner lost on penalties all the way in Truro and had that long journey home from the West Country all the way up here. Because um, I think if we get to Truro, they're in the National South, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So if we get there next season, that would no, probably Truro be one of the... On in, no, yeah. Truro on in the South are in the um, Southern League. Oh, Southern League. So... Uh, they're quite a top team in the Southern League, though, aren't they? I yeah. Think. So yeah. there's a chance that we could get them next season. And that would be a hell of a long away day for Worthing if they got into National South. Mm. Imagine, Fol- Imagine Folkestone go up and get Truro away. <laughs> God, that, you might as well get a boat, get someone to sail around <laughs> yeah. from Folkestone all the way quicker, around the, the Isle of Wight. It'd probably be quicker than having to go out to London. Someone would have to think of that or something. Or get someone that flies one of the light aircraft over there and do a few shuttles. But um, mm. no, it's uh, obviously the trophy is great. Like We were very disappointed to be out in the cup so early. And um, we've got some FA Cup matches with non-league coming up that current we've just worked out it would be the weekend before we record the next one um and i've read chris the buxton managers challenged his team to be top by the time of the fa cup clash so do you think that's entirely possible the way they are at the moment yeah you should if they if they keep their winning run going and 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 maybe catch up with another um fixture midweek they should be um mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's the one thing where you know, you're disappointed that Shield got knocked out early. Obviously, we are, but at the same time, for South Shield, it's all about promotion. So this was the weekend where the play, you know, the, the basically had no game, so the two weeks to prepare for the next league game. So that's the whole proof will be in the pudding on mm. Saturday as to whether um, what they want to do is going to come to fruition which is to, to make use of the professionalisation of the club, train full-time, and the two full weeks of preparation. be interesting to see how they go on Saturday. Yeah, Because Shields haven't played since we recorded our last podcast, have they? One game. One, one game, game away to Everton Collieries. Um, Win? 1-1 draw. Down in, we were down to nine men. Mm. Um, awful game on a, on a pitch, which it's actually, if I said it was a... Um, a Sunday league pitch that would be unfair to many, many Sunday leagues. Um, uh, Shields were poor, Atherton were poor. Uh, it was an it was a poor um, advert for for the for the league. Shields went one nil up while down to ten men. Uh, and then uh, the first sending off was just recklessness from Darius Asai lashed out at someone, and the second one was the second yellow, which the guy was. Just diving to 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 win fouls, and one of our lads fell for it. So, but um, the one thing that I don't know whether you've ever had this before, lads, but um, one of our substitutes in the second half had to be substituted 
because um, he had the wrong footwear on. Oh, was it um, for the pitch? Yeah, he it, obviously it was a very wet and heavy pitch, and he was wearing moulded studs, so couldn't stand up. Oh, God. So he lasted about eight minutes and then had to be hooked. That seems surprising for someone. This was from South Shields. Um, I was, yeah, yeah. I was absolutely livid. But you're, you're, you're a professional setup now, aren't you? So, like, how, how are mistakes like that being made? I would have sacked him. I, yeah. I would, I, I would sack him. And, and and people might think, don't be silly, but you're a professional footballer, and he is professional because he's come. He played in Italy, um, then went to FC United, and has come to South Shields. So he's a professional footballer. So he's played in our league before. And he turns up with moulded studs on on a very heavy pitch. Um, I'd have sacked him. It's it's like it's like James, you turning up on your aircraft with an EasyJet uniform on, isn't it? <laughs> Probably don't fit anymore, mate. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, it's just ludicrous, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it just is this is this just out of interest? Is this your view? Or is it quite what wide view of the South Shield support at the moment of this guy? Uh, no. Um, no, it's my view. I've never yeah. heard anybody else, but to me, yeah, I'd something. But that—that's just me. You, you turn up. You're a professional footballer. Mm. You don't have the right equipment. Have the club said anything about it? Like, have they issued a fine to him or anything? Because surely that's no, at least worth a fine. I don't know. Mm. Not much was made of it. The, the, Graham Fenton mentioned it in his after-match interview. You know, he had to hook him, but did, nothing else was said. Whether something's been done behind closed doors, I don't mm. know. But uh, personally, I would sack him. Um, to turn up to a football match without your right equipment, it's just, for, if you're a professional, lose That's very person. strange, yeah. Um, very strange setup. But I mean, any other shocks in the National League? I mean, I saw Pete's favourite footballer, Carlton Palmer's uh, quick Grantham, um, who was sitting bottom of the Northern Premier anyway. And mm. uh, new, new owners. New owners. Well, he, was, he was quite pally with the former owner. So mm-hmm. it kind of... Was kind of a natural uh, progression once the, the the owner had gone. Um, they, I mean, they're real favourites for relegation. I've seen, you know, I've watched them and pretty poor. Um, so you'd have to say that they are almost nailed on certainties to go down, unless and you know, change of management, change of ownership, you know, little shot in the arm as it were. But um, no real surprise there. The, the chairman. Had a lot to say pre-season about what he wanted to do with the club and it's just gone a bit sour. And Carlton Palmer openly stated, to be fair to him, you know, he, he, he knew the chairman and he wanted to help him with this well, project, as so many people call them now. Um, so it was natural for him to go, really. Yeah, no, it's um, interesting to see and it'll be interesting to see what the new owner and new management see if they can pull them out of the sort of dire straits they're in right now. Mm. Um, Trev... You were away uh, trying to scout out the Wheelstone Raider. You want some on a Saturday when Barnet lost 1-0. What was the game like? Were you disappointed in the Barnet team? Because it seems to have been on a resurgence and um, disappointing performance or just a, one of those poor matches in general? It was a dire nil-nil. Absolutely dire. It's a... <laughs> I'll try and be polite to Wilston, but that ground, my God, I'm not joking. If that's, if that's National League standard, a lot of teams have got a flipping... Great chance of getting in. Um, it is, you know, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of bad blood that goes back between the two clubs because we uh, apparently stole what is the hive from them. But when I read back through um, the um, 
historic articles and everything. Um, they've got um, uh, their 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 uh, benefactor pulled out. Harrow Council got fed up with the land being around, so they put it out to tender and Tony stepped in. But there was um, something that said that we should have been on a on a ground share um, with them, which never materialised. Um, so there's been a bit of bad blood there. There's bad blood between Brennan and Maynard, the two managers as well. So that really didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was it was destined for a nil-nil the whole way through. Then we made a defensive error 12 minutes from time. They scored. Um, and then we had one ruled out with a minute to go. Which, yeah, I saw uh, that on the Twitter. It said it was like a goal mouth scramble or something. Yeah, massive like, did great you, goal mouth scramble. you buy that goal? Sorry, no. It was at the other, the other end. end to us. Um, the um, referee gave it. Then, for some reason, the linesman flag put his flag down. Referee went and consulted with him. And between the pair of them, decided to disallow it, despite the referee being five yards away and the linesman about 10, 15 yards in the opposite direction. Um, but we weren't, we weren't clinical enough in the first half. Um, and um, they never looked like threatening to, to, to score against us either. But it was, it was a dire game. Really dire. So if a journey wasted for you or just catching up with people, you know it's not too bad. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, no, loads of people. I was out with um one of my mates, it's his birthday on Thursday. So there was um 15 of us in the pub beforehand and then Mel with Did you get the train up? Yeah, 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 training tube. Um and then Mel with a few other people in the pub and then saw countless amounts of people who got into the ground as well. Some people have not seen a game's life for a few years or everything as well, which is quite quite good. But um, I mean that's their cup final. As simple as beating us is the be all and end all um, mm. for them. They had their record attendance, 2,662 yeah. um, for the ground. But to be honest, it didn't look like it could hold much more on no. top of that. And when you think, I think the, the minimum requirement to get into the National League is 5,000 yeah. as well. Um, they'd be pushing it a bit. But Well, you were um, saying you were saying about ground qualities there. It's quite funny because it's not that far away where we were on Saturday at Hayes and Yidding. No. just a little bit. And um, as I don't know if you've been to that ground, um, but if you've watched the show Ted Lasso, that's where they filmed all the training stuff. So you might have seen the stand on TV and then the TV show. On there, it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. It looks really completed. Um, we get there, Pete, don't we? And uh, literally, they've got this behind the commentary box. There's a huge... Um, banqueting space that's completely empty and like it looks like a building site that there's no connected power or water in any of the changing rooms so all the toilets are poor to lose and by the end of a football game that only had 290 people attending it they were disgusting can you imagine if it had double that it was awful they had a burger van that was like one of those greasy ones you get at a fun fair um nothing else but you can tell where the ground's positioned and i know they had successive um relegations or something from the sort of football peer system but you see all the space around where they clearly want to build new stands but Christ get get your match day experience fine for the fans and the squad you're in now it was awful you had to go out of the ground to go to the bar Pete didn't you it was just like really really weird and you, you kind of feel sorry for them but maybe they should stop investing so much in the first thing get the facilities right first you enjoyed that didn't you James yeah it was it was a lovely it was a lovely away day and I le- and I left the t- I left the Pete's stand there as well his commentary stand. We hadn't even used it. We hadn't even used it, and you left it in the bath. Can't believe did, it. Didn't you think it, Pete? Didn't you think though that that, that you think that ground it, it makes ours look like yeah. Wembley Stadium? Like I said, I think the main the main stand I thought was really really nice. Um, like I say, it's it's un- it's unfinished because you you walk past rooms and it says there's no plumbing connected, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Uh, the bar was going to close when the game started as well because because <laughs> the the person behind the bar wanted to watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the bar was just a, a white painted box in the middle of the stand. With, like a storage room or something, like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really bizarre. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think that that's, that's a usual thing or do you think that's because of the TV show Ted Lasso may have taken over more than... than no, because no, no. literally the ground, like you'd think it, Ted Lasso, the money they would have hired of it, they would yeah. have made the ground. Like even the entrance on Ted Lasso where the side of it is, where they go yeah. into the stand, it's got like plywood over the top of it and it's all rotting away because yeah, it's... it's, it's not, yeah, it's not fixed, is it? No, but... It's, um, it's not fixed, but we open that door, the entrance... Yeah. You, look, you look in it, there's a tractor in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But where the area of London it is, it's a, got a big Asian population. And, you know, you see these Asian weddings that go on. And you think if you were a club that make, needs to make money from events and stuff like that, get that space done. Because there's a huge empty space up in the top of the stand that can be used yeah. for those Asian what, weddings. And they what, haven't done it. What they were saying was there's going to be two, five uh, function rooms, each one could have a maximum 500 people in but again never got finished so it's a shame because it does look like a nice stand but it's just i think they did it they thought they were going to stay up in the leagues but unfortunately they've had successive relegations and they've gone downhill quite quite significantly and quite quickly so um fingers crossed they get it but the match day experience there has to be probably one of the worst um for when you saw a stand like that you thought it was going to be amazing you thought it was going to be all like you know really nice facilities but no, um, it's a shame, really. But fingers crossed they get sorted out um, by that. Um, Gareth, have you been to uh, any games in the last few weeks? Um, I've been to two, um, both, again, lower down the pyramid. I uh, went to a step seven one just after we last finished. And then last I think you're literally going to have to be nicknamed now the, the, the lower league correspondent <laughs> of the non-league podcast, because that seems to be your, your sort of your thing, doesn't it? Do you know what? It's, I, I, I hate... The worst part about for me going like going to a football match is getting back from the football match. I hate it. Yeah, just, why is that? you're normally asleep anyway. <laughs> just I don't know. I just like I just want to get home. So sometimes for me, like a step a step five, six, seven, less people there, I can just jump in my car and I can be home in twenty minutes. Well, yeah. maybe not twenty minutes. Go forty. Or um, where you are now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but last week I went to um, I went to a step. Five versus step four in a in a county cup game. Um, massive golfing class between the two levels. To be honest with you, um, it was it was uh, Eastbourne United versus Wick Football Club down in Sussex. And that's five and that's five and six, not five and four. Ah, oh, that's same thing. It's still one step. <laughs> Um, all, right, Peda- all right, Mr. Pedantic over there. <laughs> Eastbourne, United, Eastbourne United have suddenly been promoted to step four. Well, there's so many Eastbourne, there's so many yeah, Eastbourne that's football what I mean. clubs, you get confused of what one's which, to be fair. Yeah. For two are um, five and one's at two. <laughs> and it was... it was The the team in step six were very um, hoofball, shall we say. There wasn't a lot of football being played, um, which which is... Which is interesting because their pitch looked practically perfect it almost te- it almost would have the opposite to what Chris was saying earlier is that they could have played it along the ground mm. and when they did play it along the ground they actually played some really good football but they didn't play it on the ground enough and the referee was getting lots of abuse 
um, just being peppered at him for the first 20 minutes of the game. And it almost looked like they were gonna, it was there was gonna be red cards galore, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. and then the ref, the referee piped up saying um something along the lines of if this is what you're if you're arguing like this is a testament to the level of football that you're playing. Yeah. And the ref the players kicked off, but it came out from half time and it almost like stuck a pin in a balloon. And the second half was just probably one of the most boring halves of football I've ever watched. <laughs> really? Um, but yeah, I mean, first half was good. Thought I was going to get like nine v nine or something like that, but <laughs> ended up eleven v eleven because I think they got in for half time and both managers are just like sort it out, calm stuff down, get back out of there. Other than tell them not to calm it down and it be a little bit more feisty, but there we are. You have you got any FA Vars fixtures you're going to be looking at going to or anything? I haven't looked at the draw yet. To be honest with you. Well, um, you mean you haven't seen the naughty, naughty airport derby we've got coming out? All right, all right, uh, British Airways versus Gatwick. <laughs> going to take, take all my cabin crew down there and like stand there chanting on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't. Um, I've, it's going to be a bit tough over the next few weeks. My wife's shift yeah. on a Tuesday and a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So... And it's like we were saying off air though, mate. It's the same. Like, obviously, you've got childcare, but like I'm working like pretty much whenever the football game's on. So yeah. it, it, I hate when it's like that because I try and get them off. And then you end up I'm missing like a big derby in Christmas around Christmas time. And um I guess that's it's one of those things you just got to see if the last minute you can pick up a game. Yeah, that's another reason with um going to like the lower levels, is there's less people there. I can kind of take my boy with me and he can he's not a massive football fan, he doesn't like he doesn't enjoy it. But mm. He can take he can take his tablet there. He can yeah. watch what he wants to watch. He can do what he wants to do. He can spend as much of my money as he wants because it's only two quid for a burger. Um, and he actually he likes coming to those. Whereas if I took him to somewhere like Worthing, for example, on the FA Trophy game, which I'm going to yeah. guess is I reckon they'll break their attendance in that game. By the way, I reckon versus Dortmund, yeah. I reckon might get over two thousand one hundred. I reckon. Uh, yes, it's a good chance. Well, it's like a bit like Trevor when he brought his girls to pre-season. I know he's trying to get them all in the hooligans and everything like that. I saw them on the sidelines. He was leading the chance of, you're effing what? And everything like that. But it must be quite hard when you've got kids, especially if they're not really into football. I know, Trevor, you found that quite a lot. The girls really aren't at that level yet. Did you say one of your daughters was kind of quite likes it, but it wouldn't be all the time? Yeah, a little bit. Last season, we went and watched um, Worthing Women and um, the both of them took quite an interest in the Euros in the summer. Um, I mean, yeah. even even Eliza, who you lot saw before we started this evening, um, you know, she's she was watching with nine, yeah, not even ten then. I mean, she stayed awake as long as she could in the Heroes final. I think she got till about mm. quarter to ten, you know, which wasn't too bad for her because she's got the attention span of a gnat as well. Mm. So it was, um, <laughs> she has though. She always always has done. Um, well, my boys the same the same as same as Eliza. To be honest, yeah, the attention span isn't there. It's an interesting thing, though. Do you think clubs could do a bit more to sort of get the interest of these youngsters for the next generation? Or do you think there's just like... <laughs> not my two. No, not your two. No, <laughs> no, no, no it's just, think, it's just I think thing. Football's one of those things. You either love it or you hate it. I love it. My wife hates it. Tolerates she, it. Or... It doesn't. I think she, she likes it in the fact that it gets me out every now and again if she's mm. off. She has a bit of time to herself. So, yeah, I would yeah. if I was there as well. <laughs> But yeah, I think you either love it or you hate it. And it's it's like a mama, isn't it? No one's really in the middle. People might follow yeah. like your Premier League and England and that sort of thing. But the the lower levels, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. And 
fine. You know, it's, fu- it's funny you say that about like, the Premier League. And obviously, since Charlton are very long gone for the Premier League, I really don't take much interest in it anymore. Like, you won't see me. I'll put Match of the Day on occasionally if there's nothing else I want to watch on Saturday. But I don't, when people try and talk to me about Premier League football, I don't really know what's going on, if you know what I mean, because I'm more interested at the level that Charlton play in League One and obviously non league. Talk to me about non league, you can. But mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, I don't think we'd be doing this podcast otherwise. But <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's, it's funny when you say that because, you know, it's such a draw to the Premier League and it's all in your face but you often find better better football at lower levels and more enjoyable football yeah I watched I watched 20 minutes of the City United game my god I could have spent that time so much more wisely I really could it was it was pointless it really Boring. was pointless I mean you know I'm a Spurs fan I've watched I haven't I don't mean I've watched a minute of us in the Premier League this season because no. it really has an interest to me this year I've watched two two halves of the whatever that European league thing we're in and thought, Jesus Christ, this, I don't know, it just doesn't, you know, you you watch them changing, changing managers every five seconds. I know the National League hasn't been much, you know, too far behind that, but you, there's no continuity in anything no. that goes on in that division. And you just think, you know, you're always planning for yesterday, never tomorrow. I mean, I wish it. we would change managers, to be honest with you, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> It did kind of make me laugh though when um obviously I went to see the Charlton having a Waterlooville game and to be fair to having a Waterlooville seventy five minutes of the game they weren't the better team at all they didn't have any chances but they held us from scoring and you know they were very good but it took that one goal I think the seventy four seventy fifth minute and we just the five gates open it ended up four nil but as we sort of laughed about in the group their manager did comment in the paper that he was expecting ten thousand plus fans at, at the Valley for the first round of the FA Cup against Haven and Waterlooville and. I don't know what, I think Trev said, I don't know what world he's living in to expect that. And, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, really... I, yeah, I, I mean, to expect that, I think if it, I don't know, if it had been Chelsea, not Charlton, you probably would have still got 10,000 in because people yeah. would have gone, tickets would have been cheap. But yeah. then saying that, I went and watched Haven on the Tuesday night, three or four days after, <clears throat> excuse me, against mm. Tunbridge. Um, I expected um, Haven to be a little bit leggy. You know, obviously having um, you know run around a league a league one outfit for for ninety minutes, but um, they actually put in put in a decent performance, put themselves into <clears throat> excuse me into seventh. Um, some nice bit of non league shit housery to close the game out, so to speak. And um, and uh, uh, Doswell actually got himself sent off before half time as well. <laughs> they haven't managed so. Well, he seems to be a bit of a gob, you know what? So uh, he, he's um, he's opinionated. Um, he was one of those that um, when um, they were going through that, you know, is the north and south going to continue last year before it went null and void? Um, yeah. He was one of those voices with Mark White and and various others as well. I think Concord Rangers and Hungerford that wanted to play on. Um, yeah. You know, but um, you know. I think it is at that level, though. Obviously, there are, there are quite a few big, biggish teams in that League One level, League Two, even, uh, and at the round of round one, where you're going to get people from non-league clubs. But you're never. I mean, it, it just people aren't bothered to go and see it. Maybe if it was at Haven's ground, you might have got quite a few. Obviously, I've been a lot of Haven fans there, and you would have got a few Charlton fans there, and it would have been a different story, and they might have sold out, broke tenancies. But I think the other way round, haven't brought a great away following, as obviously expecting because they're they're a, they're a proper football stadium, but. Um, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if the FA could really do much more to attract it because I just don't fee- think people like they're not bothered with that football. No, it's not Premier League. No, do you think if South Shields went to uh Sunderland or something, say they got drawn against Sunderland in the FA Cup first round, would that be a huge attendance? Would you say just because of the area? 
Yeah, it'll be a sellout because you'll have a lot of Newcastle fans wanting to see South Shields beat Sunderland. Mm. So it would it, you'd you'd get thirty thousand easily. Yeah, probably you probably could sell it out. They say that it, it, I guess if haven't played Portsmouth or something like that, that might be a different story yeah. as well. Yeah, but uh, but no, purely because Newcastle supporters would want to see Sunderland uh, South Shields beat Sunderland. Then yeah. you'd have all the Newcastle fans piling in as 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 one of Shield supporters and go, you know. Yeah. So I think it would be uh, there'd be a huge crowd. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details yeah so any any draws we're looking out for in the next round of the FA Cup obviously Buxton's going to be an interesting one cuz who've they got again uh oh pass they beat forest green wasn't it they beat forest yeah. green is that it? I've got to think. Any other matches that we can think? I should know it. It's gone. I, well, I, I mean, I should say again because um, Altrincham and then uh, Gateshead are playing a replay this coming Tuesday, and they'll be yeah. facing Charlton at home, and it's on TV on a Friday night. So I expect probably quite a big crowd oh, for that yeah. as well. Bucks are at home to Morecambe. There you go. So again, another winnable fixture yeah. um, for them. Gateshead won. If Gateshead were to go through, don't expect a massive crowd. Do you not think? No. No. Um, Gateshead are a reasonably well-supported club, but got to remember they are literally on Newcastle's doorstep. Yeah, you just have to go over the Tyne Bridge. You know, there's only a couple of miles between them as the crow flies. Yeah, so um, they've got a great, you know, obviously they play at the, the International Stadium, um, which means that although it's a great facility, the the, the atmosphere is difficult. Um, so they don't get huge, they get decent crowds, but not huge. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was half full. And they step four? They're National League North, Gateshead. Oh, National League North, sorry, that's Gateshead. And Old Trincham are National League. National League, that's it. Yeah, I remember I, could, I remember there was a division between them. Uh, I couldn't yeah. remember which one it was. But um, what would you say, out of knowing those teams, would you say it would be versus Old Trincham then? Or would you say it would be uh, Gateshead that we'd be getting... Yeah. Go to fancy Altringham. Yeah. Go to fancy Altringham. And um, if it was at Altringham, at Moss, Moss Lane, um, it would be a sellout. It would be a good, tight atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of history at Altringham. Um, it's actually their ground is on my visit list that I would like. So you, um, would you go to that game, possibly? I wouldn't go to the game, but, no. but eventually, if, if South Shields eventually got into the same division as Altringham, 
I'd be delighted because Altenham yeah. is one of the grounds I've always wanted to go to. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to see. It would be really good to see. Uh, it's nice to see like my team are actually going to be playing a non-league team again because it's I, I you know you, you get that sort of it's that buzz about the place. It's great to see the haven't game. Uh, any other fixtures in the FA Cup coming up, guys? That stick out to you? Not for me. Uh, Trevor, anything for you? You're uh, right, fancy Chesterfield. Fancy Chesterfield at Salford. Yeah, I, that, that, that's, that's, that's a, like a local one as well, really, isn't it? A local derby, and that'll be a big crowd. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, Salford's are over there, and Chesterfield's yeah, over but it's there. In but in like, the same place, sort of, in, in that greater it? Manchester area sort of thing. <laughs> Chesterfield's near Nottingham, it's not near Manchester. Uh, yeah, but it's south of Manchester. It's not that. It's 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 pretty close for us. Gosh, mate. you're clutching. And, 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 clutching and anything now. anything north of where we live is northern, so <laughs> it is close. It's a derby. <laughs> you got to remember that. that. That's yeah. why every every time we go away. Um, to like one of the away boys chants for Worthing is you dirty northern boop, boop, well, yeah, you know what I mean it's <laughs> literally north, yeah. north of Worthing mate <laughs> anything from us even even if it was Worthing versus Crawley there'd be dirty northern boop boops you know what I mean you can't get any further south but uh, no looking forward to the FA Cup I wonder if we'll have any shocks uh, coming up there um, I don't know if you know the day I, I read it in an only paper 50 years ago today Old Church and Oxford City played the first game in a fourth qualifying round that needed five replays to actually decide a winner can you imagine having that in the modern game today <laughs> I, vague, I vaguely remember it I, oh, I know you're that I know you're that old but you yeah, know I am but yeah no I do but then those days you had games you know I can I can remember one year Maidstone ads went through I think two or three replays against Reading to finally get through but yeah there's no way you fit it in the football calendar these days do you it's impossible no. but when did they change it to the replay it must have been in the 60s or something then 70s no no no, 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 no. No, I remember Nottingham Forest needing a third replay to be Crystal Palace yeah. one year. And that was 92, 91, oh, really? Yeah, it's only been about the last 20 years, I think, hasn't it, Chris? Yeah, I, I, think, think. I think actually it was that 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 scenario where Forest and Palace took about four games, that I think is when the FA started to look at that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think it was probably within about two or three years of that. So probably, I'm going to say mid-90s. Yeah, because yeah, be. one of those games was abandoned because it was a blizzard at home to Forest. I, I was at, I was at that game. Yeah, <laughs> one ninety two yeah. FA Cup where multiple replays were replaced by one replay and penalty kicks after extra time. There you go. And then the re- the replay because in those days the replays were like so you played on the Saturday and the replay yeah. would be on the Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Then they changed it to the following week for police. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, the FA Cup. As you say, we, I think we said it in the long last podcast. Is the magic still there? I think once once non-league teams, and I think Tony and Chenzo said it. It's once the non-league teams are sort of out, it's kind of gone back to a boring competition. I think because yeah. they're they're the and if you have maybe a League One, League Two team that beats you know, a Premier League side, it's a little bit of magic still. But once it goes to it's all Premier League, which normally happens by sort of what the fifth round, you kind of like yeah boring can't be bothered anymore and I used to remember the buzz for the FA Cup on a Saturday and you know used to look really excited for it now they've moved it to like 5pm and it's kind of like oh yeah you start watching the TV at like 10 in the morning wouldn't you <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah you'd see them walking around yeah, Wembley yeah. pitch and yeah. it was on BBC leaving the hotels in the, in the coach and it all going all the, the helicopter well, the helicopter yeah. following them yeah, 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 and, yeah, it was all, yeah. and now it's kind of just so commercialised and you know it's just so I mean you wouldn't say no yeah, if your yeah. team were in it but yeah, it's a shame, but you know it's great where we can see because I think there will at least be two non-league teams could make the third 
well, Correct, obviously, yes. yeah, at least yes. be two non-league teams in the first round. So that's great to see for non-league football. Um, guys, moving on, I said at the beginning of the um, pod, there's been another fight, another abandonment in the FA Trophy again. Um, and Pete's just saying England are winning 9-0 now against San Marino. What's the, re- what's the all-time record for a qualifying match? That must be up there now. It's got to be there soon. But uh, that's why we're recording a podcast now, because none of us can really be bothered watching a qualifier against San Marino. Um, Another fight. um, We talked about it last time because it was uh, a couple of times ago, because when we played Chertsey Town, Pete, they had uh, had a fight. It was actually in the league, but this time it's in the FA Trophy. Bedford Town versus Potter's Bar was abandoned in injury time with two minutes to go because of a fight between the two benches and players. What the hell's going on in non-league with these football? (laughs) Apparently, from from what I've read, um, the referee didn't seem to want to sort it out. He just let the players go. I mean, somebody went, somebody went down injured, and they were off the pitch. And then he came back onto the pitch, and obviously, uh, who 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 were they playing? Uh, Bedford Town, Potters Bar. Yeah, Bedford Town wanted to get get on with it, and obviously, because the player was on the pitch, you can't carry on. So there's loads of pushing and shoving, all the rest of it. The referee didn't do anything and just went, I'm abandoning the game. And it seems uh, a bit daft to were, me. were Bedford winning 1 0, was it? Potters Bar were winning 1 0. Potters Bar, because they're saying now with it, they, they don't know what the FA are going to do. It could end up being both the teams and the, the team they drew in the next round could get a bye. Or, or, or they, it, might, they might both get kicked out. Who knows? Well, that's it. I can't, see, I can't out, see it happening. But, but when I saw the draw, uh, I can't remember who they're drawn against, but. There was no team name. It didn't say. It didn't say those two teams, Bedford or Potter's Bar. So it could be a bar, Chris. Well, well, unless both teams are kicked out, I would expect a replay because South Shields won the FA Vars in 2017 um, after going three-one down in the fourth or fifth round against Morpeth with eight minutes to go, down to ten men. The floodlights went out and the whole game had to be replayed. Oh. So, so um, you know, if that's the ruling, then expect the, the full game to have to be replayed unless the clubs can agree. But it, well, no, neither club in that um, scenario with Shields and Morpeth, neither club was given an option. So, um, and Morpeth must have been fuming. Oh, that's another. Was it, was, it at, was it at South Shields ground? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that was convenient, wasn't it? The yeah. floodlights went out. Oh, yeah, there you go. Losing 3-1 in the trophy. Mm-hmm. Floodlights go out. Look, look, we'll have a full podcast on that. Really. Yeah. Really? Deep, deep, deep. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, the game was replayed at Morpeth on the, I'm going to say, Wednesday night. And um, because the, the floodlights couldn't be fixed, so the FA ordered the game yeah. to be replayed at so- Morpeth. So, so I take it, Chris, that that electrician wasn't playing in your midfield at that time? Well, Julio Arca was playing and they reckon that he took the fuse out because he's the one that had been sent off in the home game. <laughs> oh, so so you think you do think there was a bit of um, gamesmanship yeah. there going on? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a... There was a yeah, he needs to be careful because he does represent South Shields and I can't he can't be starting to accuse him of doing something dodgy. No, no, well documented. <laughs> You look at the if you look to, to dig on uh, Google and things, but um, there was the there was a lot of um, well shit um off the field and uh, the Shields fans started 
create this this scenario where Hewley, it was a photograph of Hewley Oaka celebrating a goal and he's got this big fuse under his arm and he's running off <laughs> with a fuse, you know. Um, we'd have Brilliant. a full podcast on that. But, that. but in all seriousness, the scenario was that the game had about seven or eight minutes left to play. FA ordered it to be replayed. So unless both teams get kicked out, expect that full game to have to be replayed. I'll tell you what, Chris, maybe you should do a, a Shields Mariners podcast special, like just on the Fusegate. You can call it Fusegate, and you could all have people on talking about it. It's a special for one of your well, seasons. It's known as Floodlight Gate. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, 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 for us up here, it's, it's old news, you know. For you yeah. guys, it'd be interesting, but for us, it's. I'd be interested in it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interested yeah, to hear. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it on here one time. <laughs> Fusegate. <laughs> You won't have any listeners from more, but that's for sure. Just to update, it's only it's only eight nil. Yeah, VAR ruled it out, yeah, didn't it? VAR ruled it out. Just so yeah, our listeners, just so our listeners don't think we're going mad. Do, do you think is is it a coincidence now that all these sort of problems are happening on the pitch with like people fighting and you know is, is there lack of respect? Because you see, we yeah. talked about it on here before about referees like not wanting to ref anymore because of the abuse they get on especially Sunday league level is it going to start having problems if these players and managers are all fighting yeah you don't you don't mind a bit of passion in the game you don't no. you don't mind that but it, it seems that this season for some reason it seems to be bubbling over into incidents all the time and it's 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 a bit bit pathetic really and I think everyone needs to sort of take stock look at it look at their behavior and say right we're we're representing our local community should we be behaving like this yeah. And, and, and try and be a bit more respectful to, to referees, officials. And of course, you know, you've got young kids in the crowd as well. That's no, mm. You know, they're probably learning the game themselves. And it's hardly a good example when players are squaring up at each other and the uh, management are getting involved in coaching mm. staff. It's just not good at all. I think some of that stems, you know, talk about kids. Um, the lads who are now fighting on the pitch with each other um, are in their 20s and would play school football and junior football 10 years ago. And if you talk about referees, you talk, don't forget, a lot, of, a lot of trouble has stemmed from children's football where parents on touchlines have, have been horrific. And, and um, so I think it stems from there. You know, one of, the, one of the things that sticks out for me is the fact that these children... Parents on the touchline being awful, awful in terms of behaviour towards referees as well. So they've grown up with it. So they've grown up with that and they think it's natural. And one of the other problems I see with that is I've seen it this this season and particularly in, a, in the Durham Challenge Cup recently when Shields played Sunderland under 23. The officials for that game were out, way, way out of their depth way, way out of their depth. Durham FA appointed these officials who are three, normally officiate three steps below South Shields. So, sorry, four, four steps below. And that night, those lads, those officials were officiating a professional football match because yeah. you had South Shields and you had Sunderland under 23s and it was a professional football match and the pace of the game was far too quick. Well, that's not their fault. Mm. Um, they were poor, they were awful, way out their depth, and they, they were dreadful, and, and rightly got stick. But at the same time, for me, the blame lands squarely at Durham FA for giving them that appointment. Yeah. So there's a lot of things there that I've brought up, all really don't help the behaviours. Um, 
But I think it goes all the way back to when those players who are now playing at that level on a Saturday, when they started in junior football, they'll have watched parents on touchlines fighting and berating referees and, and linesmen and lineswomen. And then they're, they're used to it. They think it's the normal way to behave. Yeah, you, you do see that, don't you? you? It's such a shame. And you think it, it does stem from that. And you, you've got a completely good point. Absolutely does. I mean, one a, f- a friend of mine, he said... One way to have your um, your life changed was uh, is to watch kids football. His yeah. hero, his hero, his lifetime hero was Jim Montgomery, who made the double save in the '73 Cup final, Sunderland versus Leeds. And he was his all-time hero, Jim Montgomery, and he was watching a kids' game of football, and his son was refereeing. And he thought, oh, "I'll go and pop along and watch the game," and and the main instigator for the vitriolic abuse the referee got was Jim Montgomery, because it was his grandson was playing in the game. Yeah. And he said he, he, he could no longer see him as his lifelong hero, because this bloke, Jimmy Montgomery, yeah. was slagging the referee off from the touchline. It's such a shame, isn't it? And, you know, I, I, I'd like to think it won't happen again this season, but the fact this has been, what, two, three weeks apart from the last abandonment, is it going to continue? And the FA are going to have to act soon, because can you imagine... Like, would, I can imagine that happening in the Premier League or something. I think the last thing I saw was Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer going for each other. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in the Premier League. But it's got a stem from, you Ooh, know, as a, I think the Cantona kick's probably the worst I've ever seen. Oh, but he was a Palace fan, so he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> and I still, I still love it on that documentary that was shown about Cantona around Christmas, uh, not Christmas, around earlier in the year. Um, he goes, I wish I'd kicked him harder. And that always yeah, did chuckle me. Well. I'd love to know what he was saying because I don't think it's ever come out. But he was—I think it was calling his wife, uh, well, unrepeatables and being racist towards mm-hmm. him, being French and stuff. And you know, it's um, but that, that was yeah, that Cantona one was uh, well, he's a Charlton legend and he's never played for Charlton, so we'll just leave it at that, really. <laughs> but yeah, it, that was probably yeah, that's the worst I'd say that you've seen in the Premier League in terms of you know what a player has done. Um, I've never really seen anything, but I guess at that level. They risk losing everything because the FA are going to properly, properly make an example like they did with Cantona at that level. Mm. It's a funny one. Mm. Very sad. So, um, guys, uh, sort of moving on to, towards the end of the podcast now. Um, has anyone watched Making Macclesfield yet on iPlayer? Can't watch it. No, no you can't watch it. Yeah, he's a he's a Marmite person, is it? Is that the reason why none of you have watched it? Is it a Marmite because it's Robbie Savage? Mm. No, I haven't had a chance yet. I want to watch it. No. Uh, Are you going to watch you know, it? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, they're in its, they're in its conference side. They've played in the Football League. Yeah. They dropped all the way down to Step 7 to restart again. And, you know, they've got uh, reasonable support behind them. That's one of the things yeah. that stopped them being higher up, I think, was mm. people not getting behind the regime that was in charge then. Yeah. I have to say, though, Chris, I know if you're, it, it's a very good documentary, but it may, you'll probably make you want to hate Robbie Savage even more because, obviously, Savage is there as a director of football. He's mates with the guy that took the club over. And to be fair to him, the guy has really developed the club. It looks great now. He's he's done what most non-league clubs want to do. He's transformed areas <laughs> into make money. So he's got a gym that he uses the players, but also rents out to the public so you can have a membership for. He's got a banqueting conference slash bar, which looks really nice. It's open throughout the week. So he's got the right ideas there to make money. He's put the pitch to 3G, so plastic, so he can rent it out during the week and not worry about things, which is really good for uh, a non-league side. But one thing I noticed on this is Robbie Savage, obviously, is a director of football. Now, there was shows, cameras showing him. So he sits in the director's box, but he's gunning down barking orders to the players. 
mm. during the game. And there was some fans interviewing and saying, I don't really know why he's doing that. Just leave the manager to do it. And do you think that his ego could be getting in the way of them? Maybe I mean, they're successful at the moment. You know, they should come out of that league this season. They're top, I think, at the moment, only lost one or something this season. Also, we saw those fights that were documented, we documented on here, and it's, it was on there when they fought between a rival club. But it doesn't sit right with me that your director of football should be running down the pitch barking orders at the players when the manager's only just a few feet away in the dugout. Yeah. He's eager. Sorry, you've got to remember, James, that um, Nathan is on the bench at, bench at Worthing. He's director of football. Yeah, but he's also a coach in the sort of youth setup, isn't he? And it's true, but you don't see him. You never see any of the coaches on the bench at Worthing barking orders like that they shouldn't, you know. But this is Robbie Savage sitting in the stands. Can you imagine if you saw Nathan? He sits on the bench for a reason, but him sitting in the stand and running down when Hinch is on the other side of the pitch, the manager. Oh, right, no, that, that that wouldn't happen. But I was just pointing yeah. out that yeah, no, football they do get involved in it, mm. especially especially if they're ex-players, things like that. I can mm. understand why they do. Because uh, they have a bit of input into the team, um, but at least we don't have to watch it now. Because you've just told us everything that happens, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go, Pete. But um, no, you, you should you should give it a little watch. It is interesting to see how they transform the place and you know what they spend the money on. It looks really smart now. It shows what some investment can do. But is it going to be a project for the long term for him? It, you know, do they get stuck in some divisions? And he bit like as we said with Wrexham, do they get stuck and then the owners? pay off with loads of debt again or is he going to be there for the long term so it'll be an interesting story to see over the years and if they get the promotions but Macclesfield I guess are one of those clubs that you didn't really love or hate you know it was just one of those meh clubs that were in League 2 for most of their career weren't they mm-hmm. and then got relegated mm-hmm. but it was nice that they at least he saved the pitch from development because that's what we all thought at the beginning of the season or when yeah. it happened it was going to be developed into um, housing and the owners screwed them over so good good on the owner and hopefully he gets it back to community um, just before we wrap it up Pete have you got any shout outs probably not because you've been a letdown over the last few episodes with your shout outs <laughs> no I haven't oh there we, you go we, let, do, let down again no, what happens though is we, we everything I, I sort of want to mention we talk about anyway oh there we go you got no any, any uh, funny ones? Well, Chris filled in for you last episode. So, Chris, have you got any shout outs? No. Okay. No. Well, Trevor's put his hand out. At least someone's turned up today. Yeah, I've got one. Um, just something I saw a little bit earlier, actually. Um, Stockport County's Connor Jennings been given the clearance to resume full competitive action following his successful rehabilitation from surgery used to treat chondroid sarcoma. Connor Jennings is quite a decent player as well. Oh, that's good. Who, who, Chondroid Consumer is a decent player. <laughs> <laughs> Chondroid Consumer and Oma There you go, Pete. That'd be what, a mouthful, what, is that? what is that? I'm not. Cancer. I'm not sure, to be honest. I can't. Oh, cancer. Did you say cancer, Chris? Yeah, cancer could be something like that. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it? I yeah, think it was. Good. Yeah. yeah that's, so, good. That, that's good news. So, so Dave Challen would be good. To, glad to have him back. I can imagine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, and Trevor, you wanted to mention about the Bromley and Andy Woodman situation before we sort of uh, came off the air. Him, Hartley, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee's, Lee's at least lastly on from Dave Challenger, doesn't it? That was a really yeah. weird situation. I think when was it? Um, Thursday or Friday? Mm. Um, Hartley, Paul were announcing that that um, that that Woodman was 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 uh, had agreed to sign a contract at Hartley, Paul, and I was chatting with. Bromley fans on Twitter and a couple of Hartlepool fans as well. And then all of a sudden it wasn't going on and Bromley released a statement and said, no, he's not going anywhere. He's staying. Um, and then Hartlepool had put out another one saying they hadn't made 
the legal approach, uh, well, AA approach or legal approach or whatever. Um, and in the end, Woodman stayed at um, stayed at Bromley. Actually, took them to Stockport, challenged his new side on um, on Saturday, and um, got a one-all draw up there. But did, yeah, did Hartlepool pretty... actually put it on their Twitter or something that they no, no, it come out on quite a few sites that um, yeah. that he was going to be signed as as, as he was going to sign a contract. It was all agreed and everything. They met, I think, I assume his um, release clause um, yes. and everything, and then all of a sudden it seemed to fall apart. It was very, very, very bizarre. A lot of the Bromley fans were saying, you know, look, he's had seven or eight good results in a, in a row and really propelled them up the table and carried on Neil Smith's work last year, got them into the playoffs um, and that bit of a gamble for him. But, you know, football league jobs don't come around too often, mm. you know, how, however successful or non-successful you are, you've got to take them when they come, regardless of where they are in yeah. the country as well. But how funny. Yeah, a bit odd. It's strange. And how's your mate getting on at South End at the moment? Because I still see they're pretty having some pretty dire results, As, aren't they? Yeah, he's got a lot of work to do. Um, one of uh, the one of the guys I was out with on Saturday, Nick, also speaks to um, Darren quite often. I haven't spoken to him for a couple of weeks actually. Um, but yeah, they know they've got a lot of work to do, and um, you know their aim, I think, is to finish fourth bottom this year. Um, yeah, they've got know, to try and just got... go into survival mode. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a quick look at the formation on the weekend. It looks like they've gone now to play three at the back with win backs, um, which I'm assuming is something all three of them have bought into. I know it's something that dads like to play at Barnet. Um, but yeah, I think just just surviving for them this year is going to be um, more of an achievement than anything else, I think. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be an interesting story. Can you imagine uh, we could be playing them next season, Pete, in National South? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Pete. I was going to say, uh, not to count, he got the highest ever non-league attendance, haven't oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. The record. I was damn, about to say that, Pete. Beat me to it. Sorry. <sighs> damn, damn not to count, hey? Damn it. Bloody not so, no, five, five, five to Five or a ticket, wasn't it? Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done a huge, great promotion. Um, the, I know the previous biggest crowd was Bristol Rovers. Had, I think 11,000 and... 85 at home to um, Alfredson on the last day of the season when they won 7-0 but still couldn't beat Barnet to the title. You haven't got that down in front of you, have you? Because it was actually 11,085. You've got that in front of you. No, I haven't got it in front of me. Down. No, I just I just Is remember... That figure it, from your head? No, I just remember it from that season because however hard they tried, they couldn't tip us to the title. He's got it. He's got it. He's got that little fact in his head as he's just plucked it off his fact tree. Yeah, well, a 7-0 win and they still couldn't go up. Bless them. Well, it could quite a playoffs, but huh? That was our little jolly out day, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it was. But it, it does just saying that though it does make me. It's crazy to think that like next season we could be playing South End if we all goes right and wrong for them in the National South. And when like, last year they were in League Two and we were in the East, mm. and they got cancelled again. To think how how these things go so wrong so quickly for clubs yeah. and so right and so quickly for other clubs and it could yeah. think and you know imagine I would never have thought Worthing could be playing at is it Roots Hall to yeah. um <laughs> to play a game in the National South it's a bit like you know we, we joked last season Trev with Barnet you know if that if that had been if we hadn't been null and voided and you know no relegation we would have probably been playing you this season you know yeah. at and the I'm hive not. and it's crazy to think that no looking at looking at the South table as well at the moment there I think I saw there's something like five points separates first and about 14th. Oh, really? It is so tight. So that division is ridiculous. Um, well, I, I think we all know we'll be playing, we're replacing Folkestone with Dover anyway, by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't see uh, 
I can't see Dover getting out of out of it. I really can't. They've you know so many points to make. <laughs> they still up haven't there. won, have they? They no. still haven't won one game. No, draw no. three, lost everything else. You talk about tight leagues. I don't know if you've looked at the uh, Southern League Premier Central table, uh, which is a step across from us. Mm. You've got Hitchin Town at bottom on 12 points on 21 points. And then you've got Nuneaton Borough in 12th place on 15 points. So they're all within shooting distance of each other at the first hey, of that but table. You know, we would have been able to look at that table if you'd done your job and got a, a Midlands correspondent, but you failed miserably twice. So that's why we haven't really looked at that table. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it. Well, there you go. You can, you, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can put on your finest Brummy accent and pretend yeah, and, we'll, call you, we'll call you Peter or something. And, and, and I'm going to give my Birmingham non-league team, Alf Church, a shout-out. They're up into seventh now. Um, doing okay. A couple of teams above have got games in hand on them, but they're, they're doing okay. You have four points off the playoff places. So hopefully that can put a, keep this decent run going. There we go. Well, I'm sure when we all join in a couple of weeks for um, our next episode, there'll be lots more stories. Hopefully no more fighting. Hopefully progression in the Cups. Hopefully for lots of non-league sides in our own worthing. Uh, uh, maybe Barnett will be pushing up the league, sign a permanent manager. I don't know what's the latest <laughs> with that or what's going on. Um, Neither do I. You're, South, optimi- you're optimistic, James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> South, South Shields hopefully have got out of their bad run of, mm. of results and hopefully push on to close yeah. in on the gap and stop Buxton from taking top. Um, and Gareth will hopefully be fitting in some random step 10 fixtures from <laughs> like... Loxwood Fields FC or something like that. Do you know what? Know. Do you know what? By the next time we record as well, Horsham could be something like only eight points behind Bogner. Yeah, well, that that was to be Touches fair to John. To, to, to be fair to Johnny, it just makes you laugh, doesn't it? They 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 do so well in the FA Cup, and then all of a sudden they're they're gone, and you know they go they go and win six 0 I mean, yeah, it was only against Brightling, so you're a pretty um pretty awful and lost their manager in just before the game. And Brightling is normally a banker for most sides, but Horsham are right down there, but um. It's quite funny because then Johnny can't be so cocky anymore. But then, of course, he FA Cup first round and then 6 0, he thinks they're going to win the title. <laughs> <laughs> Long way the to go there. Mind, Mind the gap. The yeah. Gap. That's, well, that's why Bogner fans are getting so excited. But it's like, hang on a second, guys. There's a huge gap between us and you right now. So I won't get so cocky. But we all know how quickly things can change in any league. So it's no my uh, no means a done, done thing yet. And it's going to be a long way to go. But, you know, crazy to think the next time we record will be in December. Already, or just at the end of November, no, it'll be December, won't it? Now, when yeah. we record in two weeks' yeah, time, so, there yeah. we go. Time, time is flying, guys. But, um, another good episode. So, thank you for joining and your company tonight. Uh, we got there in the end, we managed to ramble on for about an hour, didn't we? Which is <laughs> always a good thing. Um, but yeah, join us on PNLP, uh, the at the PNLP on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This will be available on all major providers. Share it on. That's what we want to do, don't we? we? We're trying to say that at Worthing Pit on the commentary. If one person that listens to this, it might not be huge, passed it on to another person just to listen to it. You know, it would just double like that. So, um, And also we need to sort of say thanks to Trevor for sponsoring it with his footballwriting.plog because I said to him, what do you want to say with the sponsorship yet? And he still hasn't said that yet. So you have to think about how you want to plug it, um, Trevor, on here. Yeah, we'll have to put one in, won't we? I'll write some little spiel up for... The next episode, which is what the twenty fifth, it will be, won't it? Halfway to the fifty. Yeah, there we go. The, the silver, the silver jubilee. I might have to make a special silver graphic or something for that, Pete. Oh, one more, one more shout out. No, oh, here we go. 
<laughs> He's woken up. When I go to Hornchurch tomorrow. When we go to Hornchurch, not all about you, Mr. I'm, I am. Well, when I go to Hornchurch uh, When tomorrow, Pete drives the players up to Hornchurch, oh, name drop. For a cocktail or two. Are you, are you going there tomorrow, James? Yeah. Oh, you will be. I told you that on. I did tell you that on Saturday. I do. Okay. I land from America tomorrow, and I, I'll, I'll, oh, be, right, uh, okay. I'll be standing next to you, giving you abuse again. Oh, great! Friends, <laughs> friends. Yes, I complete the league tomorrow, which means I've done every team in the league. So cool. What do you want a medal? Well, it's took me. Yeah, because it's took me three seasons to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pull no, I, finger out a bit quicker. It wasn't me. It was the bloody government, wasn't it? Don't, don't get him started. We're, 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 we're about to end the podcast now. We don't want to go on for another two hours about politics and Jack Pearce and league chairman and everything like that. But um, but no, I'm looking forward to Hornchurch. It's a shame Chris Dixon's not going to be there because we said we were going to meet him and he's now got off to Cray. So you can see him in a few weeks if we don't progress in the cup, I think, Pete. You can see Dicko and say hello to him. He probably won't know who we are, but you never know. No. We'll have a beer with him. But anyway, guys... What, Pete? No, I was just going to say, I'll say hello to him for you. You can buy him a cocktail. I'll go, your friend can't be here tonight. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Friends. Pete's friends. His footballing fraternity he loves to, uh, in his little black book. But anyway, guys, thanks for thanks for tonight. And um, we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Stay safe. Be seeing you.